0: Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a living legacy, to seek out discernment and insight, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and to create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of Podcast. This is day 1008 of our trek, and it is time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek that we call life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like to go back and have the opportunity to ask datagrams questions about life in many areas. Understanding ourselves better and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. The tool that we refer to the Enneagram is a circle of nine interconnected points. Ennea refers to nine, and Graham referring to a drawing. Check out today or a prior week's Wisdom Journal for a representation of it. I have also included in today's Wisdom Journal a copy of The Enneagram at a Glance, which was compiled by Suzanne H. Eller. If you'd like a PDF copy of it, click on the link in today's Wisdom Journal located on our website at wisdom-trek.com. For additional insights, I would recommend a book called The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabile, It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. We have concluded our deep dive of the nine personality types, which are the Reformer, the Helper, the Achiever, the Individualist, the Investigator, the Loyalist, the Enthusiast, the Challenger, and the Peacemaker. Two weeks ago, we began a series of episodes on the type combinations, What are the potential relationship benefits and issues with each combination? Covering all 45 different potential type combinations will take us several weeks, but will be valuable in understanding each other, regardless of what type you are and what type those whom you interact with each day. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend reading the Wisdom Journal for each Friday to see the diagrams presented each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, though, keep in mind it is still only a tool and cannot replace or usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. We are responsible for every decision and action that we make in life and those decisions and actions must be in harmony with God's precepts. So the question for the next several weeks will be, hey Gramps, why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So today let's look at the Enneagram type combinations. And the first one for today will be the Enneagram type 1, the reformer, with the Enneagram type 7, the enthusiast. What each type brings to the relationship. Enneagram 1s and 7s have a particular complementary and reciprocal relationship. They are opposites who can either bring something needed to the other person, thereby helping them to achieve new growth, or, as we will see, they can drive each other further apart by playing on each other's weaknesses, whether consciously or not. Ones bring conscientiousness, orderliness, good work habits, methodical attention to detail, and pleasure in maintaining excellent and high standards. Sevens bring spontaneity, high energy, curiosity, and orientation toward fun and adventure, the desire to try new things, and the ability not to get hung up with getting everything done perfectly. Both types can be initiators and planners, future-oriented and idealistic, although sevens tend to prefer having multiple options and to keep all the plans loose enough so that they can change whenever needed. They bring freedom and spontaneity. Ones are more methodical and help sevens stay on track. They resist getting distracted by too many options and excel at following through with their plans. Sevens offer ones a sense of excitement and life as a source of pleasure and enjoyment. Ones offer seven a sense of purpose and idealism and the feeling that life is noble and meaningful. Sevens keeps one's spirits up, refreshing their idealism while preventing the relationship from becoming too heavy. Ones helped to steady sevens, keeping them working systematically and consistently toward goals. Sevens appreciate the one's consistency and reliability and are glad to have someone who can attend to the details. These two types are highly supportive of each other as long as their ultimate values are congruent and as long as they are both working for the same fundamental things in life. This tends to be a stimulating relationship for both. They stretch each other and are fascinated and challenged by their differences. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues between a type 1 and a type 7? As stress increases, ones become increasingly critical, judgmental, inflexible, and insistent that things are done only one way, the right way, their way. They inevitably begin to see 7s as undisciplined and inefficient, self-centered and childish. Ones feel that 7s are scattered and tend to fool around too much overextending resources and overbooking themselves and promising too much to too many people. Ones often feel that sevens are unfocused and scattered simply to annoy them and to get back at them passive-aggressively without seeming to be hostile or petty themselves. On the other hand, sevens tend to see lower functioning ones as too prissy and perfectionistic and ultimately as someone who needs to be kicked in the pants to loosen them up a bit. Conflicts between these two types are also often focused on organizational and financial matters. The ones feeling that sevens are profligate and wasteful, while sevens feel that the ones are too tight-fisted and have no vision for pizzazz. Sevens eventually tire of one's continual criticism and dissatisfaction with them. Pursuing other options in a relationship becomes more and more attractive since sevens deeply resist feeling trapped or being in situations that continually produce unhappiness. Unfortunately, low-functioning ones continually contribute to this. If matters continue to deteriorate, ones will lose respect for sevens who become increasingly pushing and demanding with a callous and vulgar tone. Ones find this extremely embarrassing to be around and can be disillusioned and depressed, withdrawing emotional connection from sevens. Thus, a disdainful contempt for the other can enter into the picture from both sides, making reconciliation even more difficult. Ones will criticize seven for a while and then suddenly give up on them until some event spells a fatal blow in the relationship. Next let's move on to the Enneagram Type 1, the reformer, with the Enneagram Type 8, the challenger. What each brings to the relationship? Enneagrams 1 and eight bring a common concern for fighting for truth and justice in their world. They both feel, although in different ways and for different reasons, that it is up to them to stand up against whatever they perceive as injustice or falseness. Both can see themselves as gallant crusaders, protecting the weak, righting wrongs, and making the world a better place. In a relationship, these two types are both action-oriented, and if their attention and energy is turned towards social causes, in particular— They can have a big effect on their family and their community, perhaps even their country or the world. Both bring a certain nobility of vision and a focused purpose, practicality, and perseverance in supporting whatever they believe is right. Both are willing to sacrifice a great deal to do what they believe needs to be done. For both, fairness is centrally important. Ones bring a sense of absolute or ideal truth and justice, whereas eights bring more of a practical and immediate approach to these concepts. The combination can be very powerful. They accomplish things with clear-cut sense of purpose and personal mission. Both are decisive and direct, although eight brings a passion and gusto that counterbalances the one's self-restraint and propriety. Ones can find eights exciting, physical, and earthy, all the things that are restrained in themselves. Thus there can be a strong attraction from both sides. Further, eights recognize that ones are as strong-willed and determined as they are. They cannot easily sway or bowl over ones. Eights thus admire the conviction and the attractiveness to the challenge of getting closer to ones. In many ways, these two types are opposites, the pirate and the schoolteacher. although both can learn a great deal from the other, if they are willing to listen to someone with such different values, reactions, and ways of doing things. What are some of the potential trouble spots or issues for the Enneagram Type 1 and the Enneagram Type 8? What breaks 1s and 8s up is often the very thing that attracted them in the first place. How different they are from each other. They're like fire and ice. This is a relatively rare romantic pairing. It is easier for them to be friends or colleagues than to live intimately together. Both want to be in charge, both want to accomplish something significant but they tend to disagree about the means to take. Ones tend to be self-controlled and restrained in their self-expression and methods of doing things. They will deny themselves the pleasure of acting on their real desires and impulses if they are convinced that something they want is not right according to their moral convictions. While they may admire the brashness and roguishness of eights, and their apparent ease of going after what they want, ones ultimately begin to draw the line if they see eights are going too far in their pursuit of their self-interest. Ones can begin to regard AIDS as selfish, insensitive, aggressive, and morally corrupt. They may admire the outlaw bravado, but abhor where it leads them and how much chaos and destruction it creates in the wake. Ones can begin to see AIDS as crude, untrustworthy, and violent. On the other hand, AIDS sees ones as hypocrites who preach one thing publicly while doing the opposite privately. They see ones as rigid, self-righteous, nitpicky, and utterly unrealistic about the way the world works. Apes often want to do more outrageous things just to provoke the morally judgmental one into apoplexy. Both respond with anger before they will acknowledge hurt or fear. They can both get into rigid positions and feel that they cannot back down. Violent arguments can often ensue as the relationship flies apart in personal attacks. This is one relationship that is much more difficult to fix once certain thresholds of abuse have been crossed. Next, let's move on to the Enneagram Type 1, the reformer, with the Enneagram Type 9, the peacemaker. What each type brings to the relationship. These type understand each other from the inside, as it were. And for better or for worse, they can see many of their own traits in the other. On the positive side, each can bring a certain idealism and desire to change the world, to make it a better place. Nines bring a more interpersonal orientation than one's to their idealism. Both can be self-sacrificing and hardworking and willing to put their own personal needs and interests aside for the welfare of others. Both are also able to delay the rewards for the long-term good that they seek. Ones bring clarity and rationality and the ability to articulate ideals and understandings. They strive to improve themselves and their environment, are conscientious, have a high ethical and moral standards, and are fair and consistent. Nines bring a gentle, accepting quality that nurtures and supports others without as much explicit demand for self-improvement. Nines are steady, easy to get along with, feel uncritical and undemanding. They prefer harmony and smooth relationships over the pleasures of being right or having the last word in a situation. In short, nines tend to take a bit of the rough edge off the criticality and seriousness of ones, while ones give clarity and directions to nine. Further, nines feel that they have a mission in life and they are able to inspire nines to become aware of their own purpose and to want to follow it. This can be a highly altruistic couple, who balance idealism and humanity. As a couple, they are gracious company, hospitable and generous, but they also need time to be alone with each other as a couple. They have a mutual love of nature and animals that may bring them closer together as well as their love for children and family nines will soothe ones while ones will remind nines to strive for excellence but what are some of the potential trouble spots between a type one and a type nine the main problem area for ones and nines has to do with the opposite ways that they deal with conflict and rising stress ones tend to become more openly frustrated with themselves and others and with the feelings that things are not going to be as they should. They begin to exude prickly anger, edginess, and a dissatisfaction with everything and everyone. They become obsessed with finding who is at fault and with legislating how things could be improved. By contrast, when conflicts and stress increase, nines begin to shut down and withdraw. They become less effective at correcting problems and less able to speak about their feelings or discomfort. The worse things become the more nines attempt to tune them out while maintaining that nothing is the matter. Thus judgments about the nines' judgment and competence and willingness to take responsibilities taints the one dealing with nines, while resistance and denial of problems with a barely suppressed undertow of anger infect the nines. It is difficult for nines to step up to the plate and to take a level of responsibility that the ones are looking for. The more ones push nines to respond in the way they want, the less nines are willing and able to do so, and they retreat into widespread passive-aggressive behavior. To ones, this feels like a willful resistance and culpable negligence. The quiet indifferences of nine only infuriates the ones all the more. In short, it is difficult for ones to respect nines, just as it is difficult for nines to feel comfortable with and able to express themselves to the ones. Ones eventually become more self-righteous and intolerant, while nines become more uncommutative and stubbornly unresponsive. When in stress, others find it very difficult to be around this pair because of the obvious, painful zingers pointed at the nines by the ones, and because of their aura of barely suppressed rage coming from the nine. This couple gets frozen in their anger, with no way to melt the impasse. Well, that covers the third three out of the 45 possible type combinations. We will continue each week to look at three additional combinations as we work our way through all the combination of the numbers. Regardless of your personality type and the personality types of those whom you interact with, either in person or online, we must follow God's word as we are told in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And also in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. We will continue to explore the type combinations and how best to maintain meaningful and productive relationships with each other. The information that we discover will allow you to unlock who we are as we travel on this trek of life and discover more about ourselves and others as we impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek creating a legacy if you'd like to listen to any of the past 1007 daily treks or read the associated journals they are all available at wisdom-trek.com and i encourage you to subscribe to apple Podcasts or google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically and thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide your mentor but most importantly i am your friend as i serve you through the wisdom check podcast and journal Enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.